Welcome, this is Dr. Tim Stafford with The Digital Instructor, Episode 2. Hello, this is Dr. Tim Stafford and this is The Digital Instructor, Episode 2. Today we're going to be talking about digital literacy. It's a subject that I have done a fair amount of research in and I've done a lot of studying about, but I've also had to employ um, certain aspects of, understand, of the understanding of digital literacy in order to be able to effectively implement training both in corporate, uh, in corporate courses as well as in uh, higher ed and uh, K-12 courses. And so uh, let's start by talking a little bit about what digital literacy is on the now digital literacy just like any other kind of literacy literacy is a is a complicated subject it's not something that you can just uh, easily you know uh, put on three post-it notes and be done and so the best use that we can do is we can start to at least put a framework together um, that allows us to understand how the literacy process works and how it can be measured so the first thing that we need to understand is that um, digital literacy means that I have to be able to um, aggregate information. So if I'm going to be literate in the digital sphere, I have to understand how the digital sphere works in such a way that I can aggregate information. I can go out and get it. I can find it. Um, I think of the person who goes out uh, to their car in the morning and they have a flat tire and they don't know how to change that tire. How are they going to aggregate information? Uh, they might go to their next door neighbor. Neighbor, we would call that analog aggregation, right? We would. They might pick up their phone. Now you would say your phone um, is digital, and you would be right about that. But think about this in just context of of culture, right? If I go to my next door neighbor and say, "Could you help me fix this flat tire?" That's purely analog, right? I have to actually walk over. I have to manually, you know, it, it's a it's a human to human interaction. If I call on my phone. My phone might be plugged into the uh, into the wall, like what we did when we were, you know, kids in the '80s, and you had the million long uh, a spirally bendy cord that you could take into the next room. You might have still have one of those. Uh, I remember my grandmother's house having a phone that had a dial, and so you would you dial in the number, you know, or maybe you have the old push button phones from the '80s. But nonetheless, uh, you could have an analog phone or you could have a digital phone. But the idea is that you're connect. You're still connecting with somebody fairly local uh and it and it it's ultimately going to mean i'm going to call my neighbor and my neighbor's either going to tell me over the phone how to fix it or he or she may show up and help me fix my and so it's still a fairly analog process for us in the ubiquitous world of digital learning i could just google it and say how do you change a tire on a, a 2014 kia soul and it there probably is a video out there that somebody has made that's now going to teach me how to do that job. I'm going to I'm going to aggregate that information. So that's the idea. The idea is that in what ways digitally can I learn how to aggregate information? And so um, that's the first step of being digitally literate is how do I make sure that the people that I'm training are able to aggregate the information that they need in order to 
help them and resource them to be able to get the tasks completed that I need them to complete, whatever that means. The second piece is the analyzation of that data. The organization, I really should say it this way, the organization and the analyzation of that data. So once I have all of this data, how do I organize it? How do I make it work? I remember um, when I was a kid, uh, when we used to write research papers, you know, I, this is like elementary school, maybe into middle school, they used to make us uh, take these three by five cards and we would write all on one side. In those days, three by five cards, you could get them blank or lined. I think they're still this way today. And you, um, uh, I, that kind of tells you the last time I bought a three by five card, I guess. But anyway, you you have, I we used to put the resource on one side, so like maybe the title of the book or whatever. And then on the line side, there'd be a blank side. And then the line side, we would actually write ourselves a little note what this is about. And so then we would get, I don't know, 20 of those. And we'd have to then organize them into different things. So according to my outline, I got to organize my information into, okay, well, this is this is all the resources for point one. And this is the, all the resources for point two. This is all the resources for point. So I'm, 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 I'm organizing them. I've aggregated it all. Now I'm organizing it. And how do we do that digitally? Well, there's a lot of ways we can do that digitally. We can use something like Noodle Tools or RefWorks where, you know, we can get, if we're dealing with information like that, data, uh, digital data-driven reports and that kind of thing, we can do that. We can a- analyze data in spreadsheets. We can analyze data in tables. Uh, we can analyze data, data through coding. Uh, you know, if, if we're interviewing people, we can pull out... Um, we can transcribe an interview and pull out trends of, of different things that people say. We can analyze things like survey data if we send things out for surveys or whatever. But the idea is how do we pull in data, organize it in such a way that then we can analyze the data and we can, and the, the analysis that we do of that data filters out at the end and we can make decisions based on it. This is very much what we do in any kind of academic research. Uh, I work with um, dozens of dissertation students who are doing dissertative, uh, dissertative research. And over and over and over again, what they're trying to do is, is not, it's not a matter of can they collect the data, because that's the first piece. But then once they get the data, how can they, how can they organize it so that the, so that the analysis becomes, um, it, it becomes cohesive to the way that the data is organized. Very important part of the literacy, digital literacy space is not just the ability to get it, but the ability to understand how to organize it and analyze it so that then ultimately the third thing happens, which is how do we report, speak back, recommunicate the information that we have in such a way that it's easy for another person to quickly understand where the data came from, what it said, how we arrived at that, and then what the decisions could be made or what the recommendations are or whatever you're doing, whatever, however you're communicating it. I cannot tell you how many times I look at PowerPoint decks that are online, maybe they're on SlideShare or one of those, and I look at the deck and I have no idea what we're talking about. So in a sense, I say to myself, well, this deck must be being driven 
by the person whoever's whoever's speaking, and that's fine. I mean, if I'm coming to um, you know a corporate setting and I'm going to do a I'm going to do a, a presentation, I might have a slide deck behind me that doesn't really stand alone because it's just there as an aid, as a help for me to deliver the information. So I might there might be a graph on there, and then I'm going to talk about the graph, and then there's. But if I'm going to put together a report that somebody's going to read, or I'm going to put together recommendations, or I'm going to put together a storyboard for a course, or if I'm if I'm pitching um, the ability for somebody to understand how this is going to happen in a digital space, if I've got a student that I'm I want to have them deliver something to me at the end that's going to make that I'm going to be able to understand, that literacy piece is so important that they know how to do that. It's not just writing things down. It's the ability to communicate the analysis and the findings, the observations and the conclusions. That's what that's the third part of the literacy triangle that is so important. Because I can gather information, I can even analyze that information, but if I cannot communicate to you the information, then it does not impact you and you cannot learn from it. It just doesn't work. So in a digital sense, in digital literacies, how can I do that using a digital environment? I think the most important thing that you have to remember when you are dealing in digital environments and, and instruction, you also have to deal with this with marketing or anything else, is that at the other side of the pipeline, so if you think about me, I'm producing a pipeline, I'm pushing down that pipeline information. It might be general information, instructional information, uh, marketing information, uh, statistical information. It does. It might be a combination of those things because we're very complicated people. So I'm pushing down this complex amount of information down the pipeline. The person that's on the other side of that pipeline, we have to remember, is a human. No matter how digital the pipeline is, no matter how digital it is that we aggregate, no matter what kind of digital things we do to analyze and, and, and uh, um, organize, and no matter how, what digital process we use, how digital it can be that we report or communicate this information, at the other end of it is still a human being. And that human being has got to be able to grab that information and cohesively and thoroughly articulate it within him or herself with the same basic understanding and reflection and conclusions that you're sending. I have to be able to get that information and say, I get it. I see how this impacts me and here's how I'm going to make a change. That's ultimately the the power of instruction in a digital space. The power is, is, the, the, the platform is that I can do it and I don't have to leave my desk. The power, though, still is the same as when we used to deliver instruction in a conference, whether we deliver instruction in a classroom uh, or whether we deliver instruction through, um, through a podcast or whatever. The idea is that a person should be able to hear that information, take it, and then make decisions based on it so that it impacts them one way or the other. And so... If that's really our goal as instructional designers, as digital instructors, as people that are using digital places in order to, in order to push through the pipeline various copious amounts of information, then it is vital that digital literacy 
is a foundation for that. And that is that a person on the other side doesn't only just know the information that we that we sent them. It's not enough just to show them the conclusions. It's it's more that we have to understand that they understand how we got the data, how we organized it, how we analyzed it, and then how we came to our conclusions. Because then that person, the human on the other side of the digital pipeline, can then replicate that in some way. They can ask themselves, do am I Am I seeing the same thing? It, does this resonate with me in some way? You're only going to get that kind of a that kind of a response if the literacy piece is in place. And so, I want you to be thinking about that. About the idea is that as you are, as you are, driving the production of instruction, whatever that means, whether you're an instructional designer and you're working with SMEs whether you're an SME working with an instructional designer, whether you are a, a digital instructor yourself, whether you're working in higher ed or you're, or you're dealing with HR or whatever, it doesn't matter. If you're in a corporate space, if you're in a religious space, it doesn't really matter what space you're in. If you're using digital technology to, put, to create a pipeline, to push the information through, then it is very important that it's understood that digital literacy, the triangle is, Aggregation, organization and analyzation, and then communication. If you have those three things in place and the person on the other end of the pipeline can replicate and re-explain what you've said, then your education, your information exchange through the pipeline has been successful. Hope this helps you. Please uh, leave me comments. You can leave me comments right here on on. Anchor, you can uh, you can email me at tstafford.stu.edu, and I look forward to uh, interacting with you. If you have some um, some ideas, some thoughts, if you if you've heard about some things, if you want to be a guest on the show and talk more about uh, this issue or maybe some other issue that uh, that uh, aligns with this, I would love to hear from you. tstafford.stu.edu. Thanks so much for being a digital instructor. We'll see you next time. God bless.